Sunday Stories is a podcast presentation of Christ Episcopal Church North Hills in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Hello, welcome to Sunday Stories. My name is Deacon Lorena, and I love to share good stories with you. Happy New Year, and Merry Christmas, too. Yes, it's the new year, and it's still Christmas. Actually, it's the ninth day of Christmas. I hope you have been enjoying this time with your family at home or maybe away on a vacation somewhere. No matter where you go, though, remember that you are part of God's family. You are a child of God because, as St. Paul says, when the fullness of time had come, God sent his Son to be born. In other words, God sent his son, Jesus, to be born to Mary, to become what we are, so that we can become part of God's family. During Christmas, we hear the story of the Holy Family, Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. Today, we hear in the Gospel that sometime after Jesus was born, an angel came to Joseph in a dream and said, Joseph, your family is in great danger. You must take Mary and Jesus to Egypt now, this very night, and stay there until I tell you it is safe to return. And as St. Matthew tells us in today's Gospel, Joseph got up, and that very night he set off for Egypt. When it was safe, the angel returned and told Joseph that he could return to Israel. So the family went to live in Galilee, in a town called Nazareth. Joseph had to save his family and protect them from terrible danger. King Herod wanted to get rid of Jesus because he believed that Jesus could be a king that might overthrow him. Families protect one another from harm. Families love and care for us and share the good times and the bad times. Our families do the best to make us feel loved and safe. Last week we heard about a man who didn't have a family. His wife and child had died, and he was all alone and very, very sad and angry. The man's name is Jonathan Toomey, and he is the best woodcarver in the valley. He keeps to himself, though, and he never smiles or laughs. One day in early December, the widow, McDowell, comes to his door to ask him to carve a new crush for her in time for Christmas. The woodcarver gruffly says yes, he'll take the job, but makes no promise that the crush will be ready for Christmas, and then he slams the door. But a few days later, there is another knock on the door. Each time Mr. Toomey opens the door, there are Thomas and his mother with a gift of warm bread or cookies to share. After several visits, Thomas finally asks Mr. Toomey a very big question. Will you please teach me to carve? Let's listen to part two of today's Sunday story. The Christmas Miracle of Jonathan Toomey by Susan Wojciechowski, part two. Will you please teach me to carve? I'm a very busy man, grumbled the woodcarver. But he put down the important angel. 
you will carve a bird. A robin, I hope, said Thomas. I like robins. With a piece of charcoal, the woodcarver sketched a robin on a piece of brown paper. He handed Thomas a small block of pine and a knife. He showed him how to lop the corners from the block and slowly smooth the edges of the wood into curves. Thomas copied the woodcarver's strokes, head bent, tongue working from side to side of his lower lip as he concentrated. When the church bells chimed six o'clock, Jonathan Toomey was holding Thomas's hand in his, guiding the knife along the edge of a wing. He didn't hear them ringing. The widow McDowell said it was time to leave. Thomas brushed wood shavings from his shirt. Then he reached out and brushed two especially large pieces of wood shaving from Jonathan Toomey's beard. He thanked the woodcarver for teaching him how to carve. Later, after a supper of boiled potatoes and molasses cookies, Jonathan Toomey went to his workbench. He thought for a long time. He sketched drawing after drawing. Finally, he picked up his carving knife. He picked up the angel. He carved until his eyelids drooped shut. A few days later, there was a knock on the woodcarver's door. Mr. Toomey jumped up to answer it. There stood the widow McDowell with a bouquet of pine boughs and holly sprigs dotted with berries. And there stood Thomas clutching his partly carved robin. While Thomas and Mr. Toomey carved, Mrs. McDowell put the bouquet in a jar of water. She scrubbed Mr. Toomey's kitchen table and set the jar in the center on a pretty cloth embroidered with lilies of the valley and daisies, which she found in a drawer below the cupboard. Next I will carve the wise men and Joseph, the woodcarver said to Thomas. Perhaps before I begin, you will tell me about all the mistakes I am going to make. Well, said Thomas, my wise men were wearing their most wonderful robes because they were going to visit Jesus, and my Joseph was leaning over baby Jesus like he was protecting him. He looked very serious. It wasn't until the church bells had chimed and the widow and her son were preparing to go that Mr. Toomey saw the jar of pine boughs and the scrub table and the cloth embroidered with lilies of the valley and daisies. I found the cloth in a drawer. I thought it would look pretty on the table, and Widow McDowell said, smiling. Never open that drawer, the woodcarver said harshly. When the two had left, Jonathan put the cloth away. That evening after supper of boiled potatoes, the woodcarver worked on Joseph and the wise men until his eyelids drooped shut. A few days later, there was a knock on the woodcarver's door. He dusted the crumbs from his beard and brushed the sawdust from his shirt. At the door were the widow, McDowell, and Thomas. All afternoon, Thomas watched the woodcarver work. When it was time to leave, Jonathan said to Thomas, I'm about to begin the last two figures, Mary and the baby. Can you tell me how your figures looked? They were the most special of all, said Thomas. Jesus was smiling and reaching up to his mother, and Mary looked like she loved him very much. Thank you, Thomas, said the woodcarver. Tomorrow is Christmas, 
Is there any chance the figures will be ready? The widow MacDowell asked. They will be ready when they are ready. I understand, said the widow, and she handed Jonathan two packages. Merry Christmas, she said. Jonathan folded his arms across his chest. I want no presents, he said harshly. And that is exactly why we are giving them, answered the widow. She put them down on the table and left. Jonathan sat down at the table. Slowly he opened the first package. Inside was a red scarf, hand-knit, warm, and bright. He tied the scarf around his neck. The other package held a robin, crudely carved of pine. A smile twitched at the corner of Jonathan's mouth as he ran his fingers over the lopsided wings. He dusted the fireplace mantle with his sleeve and placed the robin exactly in the center so he could look at it from his chair. The woodcarver did not eat supper that day. Instead, he began to sketch the final figures, Mary and Jesus. He drew Mary, then wadded the sketch into a ball and tossed it on the floor. He drew the baby, wadded the sketch into a ball and tossed it with the first. He sketched again. Once more he crumpled the paper. Soon there was a mountain of crumpled papers at his feet. He picked up a block of wood and tried to carve, but his knife would not do what he wanted it to do. He hurled the chunk of wood into the fireplace and sat, staring into the flames. When he heard the church bells announcing the midnight Christmas service, he got up. Slowly he opened the drawer beneath the cupboard, the drawer he had told the widow never to open. From it he took the cloth embroidered with lilies of the valley and daisies. He took out a rough woolen shawl and a lace handkerchief. He took out a tiny white baby blanket and a little pair of blue socks. He placed each piece gently on the floor. From the bottom of the drawer, he lifted out a picture frame, beautifully carved of deep brown chestnut wood. In the frame was a charcoal sketch of a woman sitting in a rocking chair, holding a baby. The baby's arms were reaching up, touching the woman's face. The woman was looking down at the baby, smiling. Jonathan sat down in his rocking chair and held the picture against his chest. He rocked slowly, his eyes closed. Two tears trailed into his beard. When he finally took the picture to his workbench and began to carve, his fingers worked quickly and surely. He carved all through the night. The next day there was a knock on the widow MacDowell's door. When she opened it, there stood the woodcarver, his neck wrapped in a red scarf holding a wooden box stuffed with straw. Mr. Toomey, said the widow, what a surprise. Merry Christmas. The figures are ready, he said as he stepped inside. From the box, Jonathan unpacked two curly sheep, happy sheep because they were with Jesus. He unpacked a proud cow and an angel, a very important angel, with mighty wings stretching from its shoulders right down to the hem of its gown. He unpacked three wise men wearing their most wonderful robes, edged with fur, and falling in rich folds. 
he unpacked a serious and caring Joseph. He unpacked Mary, wearing a rough woolen shawl, looking down, loving her precious baby son. Jesus was smiling and reaching up to touch his mother's face. That day, Jonathan went to the Christmas service with the widow McDowell and Thomas, and that day in the churchyard, the village children saw Jonathan throw back his head, showing his eyes as clear as an August sky, and laugh. No one ever called him Mr. Gloomy again. What a wonderful story! I love that with each visit, Thomas and his mother gently help Mr. Toomey. Because he has lost his family, Mr. Toomey is too sad to enjoy life. Without his wife and baby, he believes he's lost too, until the widow and Thomas find him. This is the way God finds us when we are lost and sad. God is like the widow and her son, gently, kindly, persistently knocking on the doors of our hearts, waiting for us to invite him in, whispering in our ears, asking us to look at things differently, just as Thomas asks Mr. Toomey to look differently at the sheep, who, although they are beautiful and curly, need to show their joy, and the cow its pride, and the angel its importance at being present at the birth of Jesus. I love that by the end of today's Sunday story, Mr. Toomey finally looks in the drawer, and when he finally opens that drawer, he finally unlocks his heart. And as he carves the figure of Mary holding the baby Jesus, Mr. Toomey lets his anger go, and then on Christmas morning, instead of waiting for a knock on his door, he puts on the beautiful red scarf Mrs. McDowell has made for him and goes to her door to give her and Thomas the beautiful crash, carved in loving memory of his wife and baby. Mr. Toomey shares, and sharing brings him joy. No more Mr. Gloomy. I love that, because families are all about sharing. Although his wife and baby will never be replaced, Mr. Toomey discovers, with the help of Thomas and his mother, that he is still part of a family. God's big family, and that like all families, God's family shares the good times and the bad times by loving and caring for each other. This Christmas, let's give thanks to God for sending his son Jesus to be born as one of us so that we can be God's children too. What a joy it is to know that we are daughters and sons of God in Christ Jesus. We are one big family. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Let us pray. Dear Jesus, we thank you for our families and the love we share. We pray for our families. We pray for our family, the church, and our brothers and sisters all over the world. And as we begin a new year, we ask you to guide and protect our families, just as you did the Holy Family. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Sunday Stories is a podcast presentation of Christ Episcopal Church North Hills in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.